Welcome to Remember When. I remember I was at his house. I, I can remember specifically. Do you recall uh, when you got yours? Remember when they played that? Remember I remember that. that. Basic. I remember yep. that. Then I remember, um, still remember. I remember us. And I remember, I remember that. I remember. I remember. But, I remember uh, that. I remember that. Is he, he was a star when he was eating uh, a bologna sandwich at a truck stop. Guns N' Roses versions of White Christmas. That's not a thing. <laughs> Have you heard Guns N' Roses White Christmas? I remember. Um, you felt horrible. And I was, that was a I real happy. No. And, and he's performing like 200 games a year. <laughs> I mean, hair metal needed to die when it died. Wasn't there a, a Steve? Wasn't there something with a dog? Break down really quick. Warren Cherry Pie versus versus uh, GNR. Uh, uh, Welcome to the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, hey, hey! We are back at Remember When. Welcome back, everyone. And hey, Steve Fisher, what's going on, buddy? Just scratching my head, doing my best, James Dean, baby. <laughs> well, hey, uh, it's been a good couple days uh, here. Um, we've had Halloween. We've had some uh, sporting events. Uh, I guess you've been to some concerts, which we'll let you talk about a little bit, uh, kind of catch up from the last couple weeks. Uh, I know you probably want to talk a little bit about uh, your trip last week. Yeah, man. It was, uh, yeah, I saw GNR, uh, Salt Lake City. It was bitter cold. It was like in the high 20s. I came back from there and I, I told my wife, I said, uh, I think I might be a cold, a wimp with the cold now. I, I just couldn't take it. It was it was crazy. But uh, I made it to the rail, which in concert speak, if you have a GA pit, you know, a general admission area for the for the uh the front area the rail is you know you get you're in the front row so i made it up on the slash side and uh enjoyed some company great great guy friend i made out of new york city uh uh we we've kept kept in touch since the show but man argentina australia japan uh, california salt lake city poland just people all over the world uh congregate for gnr shows at least down front so it was it was good it was uh they did a couple songs i hadn't seen live before including dead horse probably a song that you you remember um it's uh i think the only recorded guitar that axel rose ever played he doesn't play it live but they hadn't done that song since 93 so uh it was fun got some great pictures got my fix and uh got back to uh Got back to Portland the next morning and back to reality. It was it was a fun, quick trip. Yeah, you know, I I was kind of curious because I never really kind of looked at it. Um, of like their set, we've talked a little bit concerts and their set list, and I was pretty impressed to be honest with you. I I was surprised just looking at the set list that they do play as many songs as uh, they do. Uh, they, it looks like a pretty full show. What about like, 25, 26 songs? Yeah, something like that. It's it's two. I think that show was about two hours thirty five minutes, and that was actually uh, cutting a song from the encore. Believe it or not, um, it's interesting. Message boards, people complain back and forth. There are those that say it's interesting. Sometimes you wonder if people how many different bands and shows they go to because a lot of GNR GNR will do this. Metallica is similar where they they have their set and then they've got a few slots where they'll rotate things in and out. Um, 
and and GNR will they'll they'll uh, what happens is they end up uh, sound checking certain songs, and then eventually fans know that it's coming because they'll they'll hear the sound check. I got to hear their sound check in Salt Lake City, pretty cool. I've never done that before, but um, and so yeah, so they'll they'll add new songs, and I think some bands don't even add new songs during the leg of a tour. But uh, yeah, it's it's a pretty uh, it's a pretty uh, you know it represents a lot of their catalog. Uh, they only did two songs off of Chinese Democracy. Uh, when I saw them, but uh, this past past show, and then they um, they do some covers. They do the Who, uh, the Seeker by the Who. Yeah, I, and, and people. Get, I saw yeah, that. I yeah. always loved that they did that before Slash and Duff came back too. I always loved that song live. But uh, you know, Knocking on Heaven's Doors is like a fifteen minute epic. Um, that's one that I kind of get a little bored with, and a lot of people complain about. But you know what? It's still exciting. I've seen you know Welcome to the Jungle. I think I've seen the, them live ten or eleven times, and course every time they do welcome to the jungle so but it 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 doesn't get old i mean it's you know it's an anthem it's fun it's fun to see those things and it's fun of course the casual fans more excited maybe than somebody who's seen it a lot of times but um it's 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 great it's just a good 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 rock show i mean there aren't it was sold out or it it wasn't sold out it almost was and um so there's still uh they're still filling arenas, which, uh, you know, I saw them back before Slash and Duff came back in half full arenas and theaters and stuff. So it's uh, it's pretty fun. Three and a half years this uh, this tour has been going on. Third highest grossing, uh, grossing tour of all time. Yeah, but it's also three and a half years. Um, are they going to come out with anything mm-hmm. new? Are they going to come out with an album? I mean, do you want to make this into a three-hour GNR gossip no, podcast? I, or no, no, I, just, I, want, I just want to know, are they going to make an album? <laughs> well, yeah, you'll have to ask. Uh, uh, write uh, W. Axel Rose in Malibu, California. Okay, so in other words, no. And, yeah. In other words, we'll talk in 2030 uh, about the album. Yeah. Um, well, slash and uh, slash uh, and uh, yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just asking for a quick answer. No, the answer is we. The answer is not, not anytime soon. Nothing imminent. Nothing imminent. Imminent. Nothing They're gonna imminent. ride this pony on the on the on the road. Yeah, I guess why not? Yeah. All right. Well, good. Um, I thought this week. Well, did you have anything else you want to talk about this week before we jump in? Yeah, I did actually. Um, if if the if you don't mind, um. This week, uh, big happening in the Oxford, Michigan community is uh, Coach Bud Raleigh uh, retired from from coaching football, had been coaching in Oxford since the 70s. And, uh, you know, myself personally, he was my football and wrestling coach for four years of high school. He was uh, a middle school gym teacher, high school gym teacher, too. But I had him in eighth grade. Were you in that? Were you in that gym class? Yes. Yeah, we talked about that, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, and uh, so I mean, he—I I don't want to get all 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 emotional and everything, but huge, huge influence on me. Somebody I've kept in touch with since uh, twenty. How long? How we're old? What twenty six years out of high school? So, uh, you know, I still uh, right before my last trip up to Michigan before we moved, I saw him had breakfast and whatnot. But uh, yeah, he was. Uh, you know, he coached you know decades of 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 kids and you know pillar of the community and i i thought if i if i could i'd like to tell a, a little story that i think is both touching and uh and funny at the same time is that would that be all right go ahead 
Okay, so uh, so uh, you know, I, I I I I don't post much on Facebook, but I know I'm friends with a lot of Oxford people on Facebook. So I, you know, I put a I, I spent a lot of time writing some stuff about this this week, just really uh, how what an impact he made on my life. Um, and I think this story kind of demonstrates that, but also is pretty funny. So uh, <clears throat> so. So I wanted to tell a story. This this story heavily involves a good friend of ours, Paul Dafo, who actually he called me a little while ago. We were talking about some of this stuff going on, and uh, he uh, we haven't we've talked with him about having him on the podcast, but hasn't uh, have, we haven't been able to work out schedules uh, to date. But again, we've talked about him and go to Do- Dafo's there on M twenty four in Oxford for uh, for your bulk needs and and fertilizer and. And uh, salt for your hot water, your your salt water. What am I trying to say? Your water softener, water softener. There we go. And horse horse food and everything. Yeah, but, horse uh, food, horse liniment. Do you want to massage your horse a little bit? You know. Oh yeah. Well, of course. I mean, you know, who who doesn't uh, massage their horse? And you know, certainly uh, that's. I don't know what liniment is. What is that? Like oil or something? Oh, oh, that's a great story. I'll, I'll jump in real quick. Here's a funny story about horse liniment. It is basically a uh, massage oil for your uh, for horses, hmm. but I will but I will tell you this uh, <laughs> about a, we're jumping off here, but like about a year ago, um, my wife was having really bad like neck pains, like just like sore neck, and yeah. um, and her back was kind of bothering her, and uh, we we're uh, at my daughter's basketball game, and a parent that uh, they're kind of practical jokers and so forth, but you know. The guy says, you know what you need to do? You need to put horse liniment on that. And we thought he was kidding. We are like, yeah, it works really good. I put it on my lower back all the time. It's it's fantastic. So where do you get this stuff? We, we You get it at Tractor Supply Plus. But by the way, you can get it at Dafos. Um, it's a horse liniment. It's basically a lotion. So we have the Tractor Supply Plus down here. She put it on. It's like Ben Gay on steroids. <laughs> And it, and, it, and it says right on the front, only used for animals. But, uh, you know, she actually, she's, you know, paranoid about it. Asked like a friend who's like a nurse. And she's like, no, it's just, it's just, it's basically just Ben Gay. But it's just, it's got a little extra in it. But it's just like basically, it's a good to go. So we've got in our house, we've got a uh, uh, a big bottle of it in our, in our medicine cabinet with, uh for horse liniment you just put it on you get a little sore back a little sore neck put a little horse liniment on it does wonders dude so if you uh-huh. if it, not only does it massage your horse you know if you want to massage your neck or massage your spouse or whatever pick up some horse liniment and you can find <laughs> all that at Dafos on m24 and I, I i know that for a fact because we went and visited them uh, over Labor Day, or not Labor Day, actually we were up north for my grandfather's funeral. We stopped in, we saw Paul, and um, he had a little horse liniment sitting around the shelf. Works wonders, dude. Yeah, it's an antiseptic for minor cuts uh, <laughs> to being used for a soothing, refreshing body wash to relieve sore or stiff muscles and joints after a hard workout. Yeah. So, so we, that's we from have, Dover we, we, Yeah. Absolutely. We have it right up in our medicine drawer. And it gets used, I would say, four to five times a week in this house. I didn't even know what liniment was. I didn't look it up. I didn't, I didn't either. Spelling. Now, the only thing is, though, it's kind of funny, though, because, you know, we're sitting around the dinner. You know, my, my wife does have an urge to, um, you know, want to eat some hay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming she'll never listen to this. <laughs> exactly. So you know, just like, see, I'm gonna throw talk about my wife eating hay. Just like you could talk about your 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 dog getting off a harness. <laughs> yeah. What anyway. what Wood is referring what Wood is referring to there is locked in the archives forever, which was um, <clears throat> during recording it uh, during the recording of a podcast one time. I got uh, how do you say up uh, upbraided? Is that the uh, the right term? I was uh, chastised for. Letting my dog get out of the harness, and uh, it's captured on audio. But 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 uh, Woods a Woods a good friend, and I know I trust that he'll keep it keep it locked up. <clears throat> yeah. So, anyways, we've killed about ten minutes. We've talked about well about eight and a half eight and a half. We've talked eight and a half minutes on Guns and Roses, and we've talked another three and a half on uh, Horse Liniment. Let's get to the story. Uh, yeah. You were finishing about Coach Rowley. I was so let me yeah so let me uh, frame this back up a story that I think is is funny and and right in the sweet spot of remember when but also does uh, just show what a what a great leader and, and teacher that Coach Raleigh was so um, so Paul Defo go go to Defo's and uh, you know go shopping uh, so Paul Defo and I we were uh, our senior year I was a starting left offensive guard he was a starting right offensive guard right so when you're uh, you know we were we were uh, connected at the hip through every moment of every practice including uh, at the beginning of our senior year I had well, you a did have a center between you we did haha that's funny yeah so but as far as uh, every moment of every practice, and I'll explain what that means. And also, uh, Coach Raleigh had uh, charged uh, Paul Defo with and with uh, putting my shoulder. I had this shoulder strap because I hurt my shoulder, and I had this shoulder harness strap thing that he had to put on every day before practice. So if you uh, if you're in Defo shopping, ask him. Say, hey, do you have any shoulder harnesses? Fisher told me that uh, that you're good at uh, at uh, putting shoulder harnesses on. He'll uh, he'll probably punch punch you or something but uh, it was pretty pretty funny it's uh he never wanted to do that but he had to so anyway so we're the way that practices would go is as i remember and i talked to dave i said i'm going to tell this story on the podcast they said i want you to listen to it and you poke holes i, I think the general theme i'm getting correct here but i'm sure there's some details that are a little different in my memory than his so i said you listen and set straight anything that i've said incorrectly but as i remember uh, a football practice would be basically you'd have your your warm-ups and then your your first offense so what first offense meant means meant means is your your starting offense would run play against like a scout defense we would call it right and so you know you're running plays and this is where you're focused on you know your running backs your quarterback and of course your offensive line making sure that you can run run all of your plays right and then so after we would do that that's maybe half hour 45 minutes you would go off to uh, position drills so coach Raleigh who was the head coach but also was responsible he was the coach that we broke off with for offensive lineman drills. So again, like we're, you know, we're with him the whole, whole practice. And, uh, and, you know, you're running your traps, you're, you're hitting shoots, you're hitting a sled, etc. And then what you would do is then you would come back together as a team and you would run first defense or first D. And then there would be a scout. O that would, what, 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 what we would say is give, give the defense a look, right? So it wasn't necessarily like, you know, the offense had to be going at 110%. You'd already, or at least what we thought, already had our practice. We're just helping the defense get better, right? 
So uh, on this particular practice, I can't remember if other things happened to precipitate this. I'm sure it did, probably in first O or in um, in uh, in our uh, our position drills. We probably Dafo and or I probably did something to upset Coach Raleigh this particular day. Um, but then we're running first defense, and as I remember, how I remember it is we're running defense, right? So the line, he, Coach Raleigh should be worried about the defensive, the linebackers blitzing, the secondary having good coverage, you know, the tight ends, cra- or the uh, the defensive ends crashing at the right time, et cetera. Um, but instead, on this particular practice, he starts just screaming at Dafo and me. You know, I can't even get a defense to get a look because my offensive lineman, my senior offensive guards are, you know, are running the plays right, are putting, you know, aren't aren't trying like just as I remember, like just just tell just tell just blaming, you know, the, the, the lack of our effort on 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 why we couldn't uh, you know, the defense couldn't couldn't practice. <clears throat> so on this particular day after we got home, it seems like it was two hours that we were Dayfo and I were on the phone, maybe not. But we're on the phone and we're like, that wasn't right. You know, we're seniors. We're offensive, you know, players. Why is he yelling at us during defense? Like, that's not right. And I don't know that we had a plan necessarily, but we were mad. And and we said, we're going to talk to him tomorrow. That we're fed up. This isn't right. We're going to talk to him tomorrow. So we, I think we, we kind of planned what, what our, cause we were like skip beginning of class to do this. And he was a gym, gym, gym teacher, as I mentioned. And so we were like, we're going to go down to the gym at, you know, third hour, whatever. So the first thing that kind of threw us off a little bit was, as I remember, we were thinking if, if anybody knows Oxford High School, which is Oxford Middle School now, you had kind of like the main floor and then there was a ramp that would go down. You go down this ramp and then to the left was the cafeteria. Then if you kept going straight to the right of the locker rooms and then the left is the gym. You know what I'm talking about, Wood, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so we go down the ramp, we're, we're heading toward the gym, right? So, you know, we're getting, we're getting psyched up, right? Cause this is our moment. We're going to, you know, we're going to show him how, how he treated us wrongly. And, you know, he, uh, you know, he's, he's, he, I don't even know if we thought he was going to apologize. I'm not sure we planned that far ahead, but we're going down the ramp. First thing to throw us off is he's standing on the bottom of the ramp. I, I, as I remember class, had started. So I don't know why he wasn't in the gym. He's in the ramp. So that I remember throwing me off at least, you know, I think, Oh man, I, I didn't have all the, full time to prepare and i think we go up to him he's like what are you guys doing and we're like we got to talk to you coach we're something serious so he goes i tell you what let me get my class started and then you come in the gym so we're like okay i mean we're sure like you know he's he's scared so he goes in the gym gets the class going we go down wait a minute he's scared well, that's what we thought. That's what we were. We were <laughs> Come on. We were. No, 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 no. We were so self-justified in what we were oh, doing. Boy. Yeah, we had this. It's funny now, but we were. That's right. You were 17. That's right. We were dead serious. And this phone oh, call, boy. again, like I said, I thought it was two hours. It might not have been. But like we just kept going. He's going to light you up. All right, just, yeah, you'll, you'll, we'll get there. We're just convinced. Like, you know, this is our time to just explain to him what he did wrong. So. We go, you know, so he gets his gym class going. We're in the gym. I, you know, I'm sure Dafo and I are like, okay, here's what you're going to do this. Then I'm going to do this. And so, so we go and he goes, you know, okay, guys. So, so explain to me again what you, what you wanted to tell me. So I, I remember me talking again. That's where I could be wrong. But here's how I remember, you know, we, we, we were, I guess both of us, we reiterate exactly what had happened. Then I remember he, how I remember it is he directed it at me and he says, all right, fish. So let me uh, let me just ask you one question. I just got one question. You know, I'm like, lay it on, man. I'm ready. And he goes, 
So yesterday when I was yelling at you on first defense, he says, were you given 100%? And I thought, oh, man, if I say yes, he's going to say, if that was your 100%, you can't start Friday because that was pathetic, right? But if I say no, he'll say, what are you, <laughs> what are you here for? I don't even think I don't even think we answered his question. I think I just looked at the ground. We just left the gym, went back to class, man. And I have looked back at that. So this is this is one example of many. But I have looked back at that so many times in life because I've just thought: a Did you give a hundred percent? Because if you didn't, you don't even bother whining. And if you're not giving a hundred percent, what are you what are you even wasting your time for? And that was one time when it was so crystal clear to me. Uh, that just hard work, perseverance, uh, uh, and just and just giving one hundred percent is is critical to everything in life. And that's just one example of of many lessons I learned from Coach Bud Rally. So thank you for that, Coach. Yeah, there's actually you might have seen it already. I don't know, there's also a pretty cool uh, little interview they did on uh, uh, Oxford Television. I don't know if you've seen it. No, yet. I haven't. It's about, no, it's cool. It's on YouTube. Uh, it's about a four or five minute interview with. Uh, Coach Riley, just about his legacy and uh, just what he remembers most about, you know, Oxford football and everything. It was a pretty cool little interview. The the girl that did the interview was did a good job, and uh, it's pretty cool. I just watched it today. It's uh, it's out there on YouTube. I think you could find it on you on um, Twitter is where I how I tracked it down originally. So hmm. yeah, some definitely good some good stuff and uh, great legacy there for sure. Um, yeah, just overall great program for years and. Uh, you know, the, the other thing is, it was crazy. I mean, you obviously had a lot of success as teams there. And who would have thought that little town of Oxford, which is a little decent-sized town, you got you had uh, four people played in the NFL. Yeah. Which is pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. The one um, – You know, still – Zach Line still with the Saints and actually scored in the playoffs last year. Who, who could say yeah, that? Yeah, I right? saw that. I saw he had tweeted out, and I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty incredible, man. Uh, pretty cool program, and uh, you know we of course won the state championship our senior year, and those are memories that I'll have for the rest of my life. But 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 more importantly than anything on the field or on the in the wrestling mat was was those life lessons that I that I've kept with me. So yeah, again, thanks, Coach Raleigh. Okay, well, cool. Well, yeah, thanks for that little tidbit. Um, all right, let's get into our show this week. Uh, we thought we would come up with a new idea. Um, Either family trips growing up or road trips later in life uh, as teenagers. So I thought this would be kind of fun. We'll uh, we'll bore the audience with maybe some of our experiences. But I, I got some thoughts on this um, before we, we really jump in. You, you talk about you know life lessons with Coach Rowley. I still think when I look back, I was thinking about this. When you really look back at you know the family vacations are one thing, and we could talk about things maybe we went with our parents or your mom and, and my, you know, my brother and, and parents and stuff, which were, which were good, good memories. But I, I look at the trips that we took uh, as friends, you know, really, really probably like ju- junior year, but, you know, like senior year and beyond when we just started going out on our own and making these trips. Um, I think that right there um, was a huge step in growing up. And what I mean that is, you know, we would take these road trips, whether they were two hours away or 20 hours away, and um, you were on your own. I mean, you were detached from your parents. You know, it's not like today where, I mean, you could physically be gone, but are you really ever not <laughs> yeah. out of sight of your parents? 
I mean, like we talked and joked about that, you know, you got a tether on, on you now, basically. And it's just, you know, in some ways, probably a good thing. But at the same time, these were things you had to figure things out. I think we've alluded to some of the, some of these other shows. But when we went on these road trips, um, you just had to figure things out, whether it was having car trouble or, um, you know, figuring out like hotels or, uh, you know, where are we going to stay, uh, figuring out directions, you know, going to like the old school AAA uh, triptychs they would set up for you. Or you just had to learn to figure out how to read a map. I mean, just stuff like that. Um, I look back at were just experiences that, hey, you know, you had to figure things out. And it was that part of that independence and uh, and part of part of growing up. I don't, I don't know what your thoughts are there, but I, it was it, I look back. There's so many great memories there. But a lot of it was just because you, you were free, man. You were, you were on your own and you had to figure it out, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, I just just like you said, freedom. I know we did a uh, check the archives. We did one on automobile. That's what we talked about getting the, that freedom. And then um, I'm not saying it was justified, but certainly, uh, you know, after high school, even senior year in high school, or probably even junior year, I guess, uh, you know, a little bit of trust from our parents. We talked a little bit about driving down to Detroit even. And um, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, there are some things I look back and be like, whoa, like we were really stupid. Uh, but for the most part, I think we were, you know, we were responsible and, and, and had a good time and, you know, kept it, uh, kept it in the, uh, kept it in our lane, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know if you want to talk about maybe any more of your memorable trips, you know, maybe as, uh, as a younger person, maybe going on with your mom or whatever. Um, I've got a couple I could think yeah. of, and then maybe we can kind of get into some of our trips when we were, uh older you know? yeah well you know what i was thinking is i'd like to hear your your thoughts on this uh this really when i moved to oregon a lot of this kind of i guess re uh, it reignited some some you know memories from from growing up in michigan is uh and again we 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 probably sound like homers on this podcast but um but yeah, I guess because I, I, I uh, unashamedly am as far as Detroit, but it was great to grow up where we did because like we've said in the podcast, we were close to pro sports and concerts and wrestling shows, et cetera. Um, where we live though, we, you know, it's kind of a Metro Detroit suburb. We also had yards for baseball, football, whatever, but then you could go up two, three, four, five hours, depending on how far you wanted to go. And it was, there was some beauty in Northern Michigan. Um, you know, the, the Great Lakes, so many lakes, Higgins Lake. We took that trip together a couple times. And um, there's just uh, – Michigan is such a great place. And I guess as far as if you are going to let some, uh, you know, semi-responsible 18-year-olds, uh, if you're going to let them loose, man, northern Michigan is probably a pretty good place to do it. You know, <laughs> places are closing down at 9 p.m. and, and whatnot. And uh, like in Oregon, a little difference, you know, oceans, not lakes. You got mountains too here. But – it's it's just it's just beautiful like i can i mean i can even walk to like some gorgeous trails and things like that here and then to drive there's just all kinds of beauty out there and um, i i know i did not appreciate it enough uh when i was growing up in michigan in fact sort of got to a point where it's like yeah you know we camped a lot that was something else i wanted to see what your thoughts are we camped a lot i'm still not a camper too much i mean i can do it i know how to do it but uh yeah it's not my usual uh first 
first choice of vacation. Um, get got done. Have done a little bit more since we've been in Oregon, but um, but yeah, that was that was just a very common thing, and I just assumed I guess everybody did it. But Northern Michigan in the summer is it's it's pretty special. Oh yeah, I mean that that's the same thing here. It's like you don't realize, you know, now they live in Ohio and I'm sure when you were in Columbus, it was, um, and I think the landscape down here is kind of cool when you get in Southern Ohio, um, you know, you you get more of the mountains and rolling, but there is no water. There is no lakes and and the lakes there are that are in Ohio are, are man-made, um, where, you know, we, we took for granted even like towns like Waterford Mm -hmm. or Oxford, let's (laughs) just say, you know, where there was, there was, you know, Tan Lake or, uh, Davis Lake or, you know, the canals, I mean, they're everywhere and, and you didn't really think about it. Um, funny story. Well, we can get into it, but I was just like, you think about like lakes. Okay. I'll just take a time out here. Cause again, these things, these shows are so ad lib and we didn't talk about this in our car episode, but think about lakes in Oxford and they were everywhere. Remember the time where it was you, uh, me, uh, Paul Dafo and, and I think there were maybe one or two and I think it was in your car or Paul's car where we it was a it was a 90 degree day <laughs> in Oxford and we all said we're, we're gonna go to the lake we went to a girl's house that had a lake in Oxford and we basically said okay we're gonna drive down the road here we're gonna blast the heat on a 90 degree day in your Chevette or it might have been Paul's I think escort. it was Paul's car it was yeah, it was Paul's escort, and we're going to blast the heat, while, and then we're going to get as hot and sweaty as we can, so when we get to this lake, we can just, you know, just jump in it, and, and, and how stupid was that? But I mean, but again, you know, we didn't care, you know, but again, there was a lake 10 minutes up the road, and that's what we did. Oh, you know? that's so funny. But again. But lakes were just everywhere, man. Um, so again, it's just you're right. I mean, and, and Michigan's such a beautiful state um, as far as northern Michigan, and obviously the Great Lakes, and it's stuff that you don't really think about. Because I'll talk to people mm-hmm. down here, and they'll, you know, and, and even people that live down this far. I mean, there'll be people that um, have vacationed up in Traverse City, or you know, I was just talking to someone a couple weeks ago. Heck, we've never been to Michigan, but we we stayed one. We did a weekend up in South Haven, and how beautiful. And I'm like. Yeah, it's just beautiful, you know, and uh, but yeah. you didn't really think about it as much, you know, when you live there, even especially when you're younger, you don't appreciate yeah. it, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but those great lakes, I mean, it's just like they're like they're like, you know, have the waves, but they're like an ocean. Like uh, my parents have a place that we've been going. Well, these had the place for almost 20 years up on Lake Huron and uh, in Oscoda. And it's just like a private beach. It's like yeah. it's like you're on a, a beach in Florida. You don't have waves and you don't have salt water, you know, but it's it's, yeah. it's beautiful, you know. Yeah, my 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 mom, uh, they they've retired up near Traverse City as you know and um yeah, the kids, uh, yeah. my kids, they they're just as happy on Lake Michigan as they are in the ocean, you know. It's uh it's just Oh yeah. Back up the truck and go and it's close and it's just it's it's just gorgeous. Um so yeah, yeah, lots lots of good memories uh up in northern Michigan. Lake Superior, a little cold uh in the summers even, but um but uh, as the ocean is out here. Yeah, you even get up in the UP. I I Yeah, I mean I, I we we did a trip uh a couple years ago. We went up to like Marquette area and it's beautiful up there. Mm-hmm. I mean Beautiful, but you did a lot of camping growing up, didn't you? I mean, I, I think you guys did a lot of camping growing 
up, right? Yeah, we did. mention that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I kind of want to contrast into another vacation too. But uh, yeah, we would camp. It, like when I say camp, tent camping, uh, usually no, you know, no, oh, yeah. no electricity or whatever. Um, it's all well and good on a 60 degree dry day. Uh, extreme heat, extreme cold or rain uh, <laughs> puts a bit of a damper in that. But um, yeah, I mean, I can, yeah, we, you know, you make fires, you, you, uh, yeah, you cook on the fire and make make s'mores. Well, my mom was a dental hygienist. I don't think we did too many s'mores until I was much older. But um, <laughs> sugarless gum. Yeah. Oh yeah, sugarless. I remember. When you, I remember when your mom spoke to our second grade class. She came in. Oh, oh yeah, that's hilarious. Oh yeah. Do you remember that first first or second grade? She came in, and spoke to the class. Oh and yeah. I remember sugarless gum. Sugarless gum. I always remember that. She's still that way. She's kind of like, you know, she brushes her teeth like a textbook. So, yeah, if you uh, if you ever want to learn how to brush your teeth, just watch her. It's it's, it's textbook every day. I, I, I got five cavities in, whole, in, in high school at one time. Like, because then I just went off the rails at a certain point. And uh, that was a sad day. She was she was very ashamed. I had five cavities. Uh, but, you know, I was going to say... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say probably I always say the most mind-blowing or life-changing vacation we took when I was a kid um and maybe partially because it contrasted so much to all the camping and stuff we did is when I I was I was I was thinking I don't know if 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 you're a fan of this city or not but um in 89 uh in fact I was just I found some old Tigers and then Mets and Mets and Yankees uh uh um, yearbooks with programs that I uh, took a picture. I sent them to you the other day at 89. We went to New York city. It was the first time I was there and it oh, yeah. blew my mind. And still, I mean, I've been back lots of times yep. and I just love that city, the sights, the sounds, the smells, just everything, the food, just everything going on. Some of the best museums in the world, but then you can also just go to central park and just, just sit down and, and enjoy the scenery and the, the uh, atmosphere. So um, yeah, yeah, so that that was one that blew me away. I famously picked up a lot in Chinatown, picked up some of our Michigan Wrestling Federation gear for the uh, Japanese bombers. Uh, there are some masks and different things, and uh, and then I, uh, um, you know, I saw Yankees game, Mets game. It was it was incredible. So that's always that's always a vacation when I think back to a kid uh, as a kid that that I point back to is the one that I remember most. Yeah. Uh... New York's great. We just actually went there last summer with the kids. Uh, we went there for like a three or four. Well, that's right. Weekend, which is great. And um, yeah, we love it. Uh, Leah loves it. Um, uh, it's just a funny story. Growing up is like um, I'm about like my dad with patience. You know, it's just like I have no patience. He had no patience, and I like you have to plan that trip, right? So like I just remember, no. I remember the one year it was '88. Um, we went to, uh, Cooperstown. So we mm-hmm. had, uh, we said the baseball hall of fame and, um, and I don't know if that was the way out or way in, but we went to, uh, New York city. And when I say we went to New York city, we drove through New York city because so did we. Um, so did my, we. my dad was not going to, um, we weren't going to stop. Because again, it would have been like probably even back then, it would have been 30 bucks to park. He wasn't going to pay to park. And you don't drive in New York City. I mean, but it's funny, like my mom is still like, 
annoyed by that because she would love to go to New York, but like my dad on that trip, I mean, I don't know how much yelling and screaming and <laughs> that was was coming out of his mouth over like a two hour span, and we never got out of the car in New York City. Um, so it was it was funny, and that the, so the first time I was ever in New York was when I went to went there for like work, really that actually hung out it was like oh uh, three, but. Uh, yeah, growing up, we never experienced it. Um, wait, wait, wait. So, Niagara Falls. Are you saying you just drove in the city for two hours but never got out of the car and that was it and you left? We wanted to go to New York City, but we never stopped. It was going to be like a half a day thing, and I think he was so frustrated with the traffic. <laughs> he, 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 was, he was so just PO'd, <laughs> like, we're out of here. And then he got caught, like, at rush hour, and, like, it took forever to get out. I mean, it was just constant yelling and screaming. You know, we never stopped. We never stopped. I think the plan was maybe to go see New York City, but I don't think he knew what he was in for. He had no idea what what he was in for. So it was just like he probably thought we were just going to drive to New York Park and walk around. But I don't think he he fully understood what he was getting into. And once he got in there, he couldn't get out, you know, oh, and it was just so like worn out. I, I want to say we must have went to Cooperstown after that because it was just like. Once we got in New York City, it was like the car ride. It was just silence the rest of the ride. It was like, what, two hours at Cooperstown from there. And it was just, I remember just probably getting to the hotel, him probably finally getting the hotel room, cracking a beer and uh, just unwinding because <laughs> because our trip, see, we didn't camp at all. We never, and, and I'm probably a lot like this now still to this day is uh, most of our vacations were like uh, to Florida, you know, yeah, we, yeah, we did yeah. the beach. Yeah. And um, I'm still to this day, I know you're not much into that, but nah. for me, like I can, like we just went to Myrtle Beach in August and um, my idea of a vacation is I, I sit on a beach for six days and, and not do a thing and just have my radio going. But anyways, everyone's got their own opinion, but I, uh, that to me, the waves, the sand, a beer in my hand and listen to some tunes, uh, I could do that a lot. <laughs> yeah, so you're talking, <laughs> you're talking like... Weeks like for a whole week, like you could just do that for like a whole week. Yes. Yeah. Cause I'm, yes. I, I, and not and not move and yeah, not move. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good. Maybe a day, but that's about it. Yeah. Hey, real quick on the New York driving thing. Uh, that's funny you mentioned that because when we went there, we drove as well. Um, actually, what we did was we left our car in New Jersey and we took the ferry or, or the uh, train over, and we were there four or five days, something yep. like that. But. Um, I remember my mom saying like, oh, God, you can't drive in New York City. That's absolutely nuts. No way would I ever right. do it. So like, so like that was my impression is like, you know, but then he got in there. I'm like, well, all these people are driving. But, you know, I guess it's crazy. So then and we've talked about this on the podcast and our, our jobs, uh, our jobs episode. And I got that job. Remember, with the guy that uh, refurbished weight equipment. You remember I, I, I had that after yep. I uh, I exited. um uh, McDonald's. Um, and, uh, so this guy, his brother had a, had a, had a gym, uh, you know, weight, weight room in, in New York city. And so he, he says, okay, we refurbished so much equipment. He's like, we're going to make a delivery to my brother's, uh, gym. Can you, you know, come with me? I'm like, heck yeah. In fact, this plays into Higgins Lake, which I can get to in a sec. But so this guy, he drives a minivan, through the night with, I mean, literally tons of, of weight equipment uh, on the back, you know? So he's got this minivan with a hitch and a yeah. big trailer and I sleep, I'm sleeping overnight. We wake, you know, I wake up in the morning, 
we're we're driving into the city, and this guy just drives up straight through Manhattan with a minivan with weight equipment on the back. And I'm thinking, now wait, my mom was saying it's impossible to drive anything through the city, and here this guy's yeah. driving whatever that is, 30, 40 feet of, of, of stuff, and, and, you know, without any sleep, you know, having driven all night, and it wasn't bad. So that kind of made me think, like, eh, maybe it's not as yeah. bad as, as – and, uh, and I've done it many times, and, yeah, it's not bad to be – it, equipment is uh, it's not it's actually yeah i actually i'll be honest if you prep yourself mentally i enjoy it actually yeah me too i enjoy driving in that city yeah it's fun because you see so much stuff yep and um you know you're just and you just if you just expect and you know the other thing is you got to be aggressive yeah, you, you can't be a passive driver. No, no. you just gotta go. You, will, you, you just you just can't sit there and, and wait for an opening. You just gotta go. Uh, no one else is gonna stop. And I kind of like that. I kind of like being aggressive like that. Yeah. You add your, you get your nose in there and go. You know, it's fun. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it can. Yeah, you that, you're, you said it exactly right. Um, yeah, we. Uh, I will say this. We. Um, I don't know that we'd ever. We'd always arranged around. Um, uh, rush hour last year we got in uh we had to leave on a, like five o'clock uh, through the uh through the uh the tunnel the holland is that the holland tunnel hudson what is that under the, yeah, under the hudson river anyway the holland tunnel. yeah and i tell you yeah, what, that that rush hour traffic is no joke so mr wood i do understand right. i do understand what you're talking about there but you gotta you gotta do a little planning mr wood and by the way mr wood you can't yeah. you can't just drive into new york city and just if you wish to get in a, a, a hotel that night mr wood you're gonna be you're gonna be paying 500 dollars unless you want to be in some you know some some you know equivalent of the South Side, a Chicago hotel that we stayed at in oh, uh, in nineteen ninety three. Oh, we did that. We did that on that same trip. That's a whole other story. <laughs> but uh, anyways, we ended up staying at a hotel like that one night because I just remember his saying is, after, you know, it's like that was back in the day again. Think about it, where you didn't, you couldn't book anything over the internet. You, just, I, I don't know if your mom ever did this, but did you ever do the thing where? You stopped at a hotel and see if they have vacancies. And then you drive oh, up yeah. the road and you see if they have vacancies. And then you yeah, drive yeah, up yeah. the road and see if they have vacancies. And then you find out like they do have vacancy, but it's like back in nineteen, you know, eighty eight that it's a hundred dollars a night. And I just remember my dad saying, I don't I don't wanna buy the place. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember him, that was the thing. I don't want to buy the place, and then he'd say no. I mean, there were many a times. I think uh, you know. I remember one time, and I I don't remember this, but we went out west when I was like three, and my mom was pregnant with my <laughs> brother. We slept in a car in Denver. Oh, <laughs> uh, there was no there's no vacancies. I mean, it's just a different time, man. Uh, I still remember it was autumn and the moon was shining. My sixty cat was rolling through Nebraska whining. Get out of Denver, baby. Go <laughs> or sleep in the car, baby. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> I mean, it's not like you could pick up your cell phone. The car right, is right, falling around. That. You think about it. I mean, it's just different. You had yeah. to find them. I think, right. I think and right. I've asked my mom about some of this. I think what she would do for like the places when we knew where we'd be is she'd get the AAA book yep. and then she would, uh, you know, look yep. through the ratings and the prices and then call and, and arrange it ahead of time. 
Um, but, uh, yeah. you know, I was really quick. I, I, do you remember uh, one of our Higgins Lake trips back to the New York, this guy who, who did the, the, the equipment, the weight equipment deliveries in, in New York? Again, no cell phones. Do you remember? I think this was the second time we went up to Higgins Lake. I left early. Do you remember this? This was this was the time that you and I I think we shared a uh, strawberry rhubarb pie, uh, which is a different story. But because uh, I think because where we were camping that night, it was like at Spezia's relatives or something. Um, anyway, I got up. I got up, okay because I got up yes. early in the morning, drove back by myself. What is Higgins Lake to Oxford? Three three and a half hours, something like that. This would be, this would have been this would have been the year between our. Um, uh, senior year and first yeah, year I think of college. So. I think so. It would have been the first trip, and we, yeah, we had driven up there. And, and again, that was like really the, the second time I'd ever camped. Uh, the first time was was you, well, your mom uh, mm-hmm. and I, and you went up north. And I remember that's like the first uh, understanding of what, it, what you had to do to take a shower Yeah, uh, camping. She oh, had that five-gallon jug of water. <laughs> this the five gallon jug of water it was on like a clothesline or something you'd have to heat that up all day so like the sun would bake that water in the five gallon jug so yeah. like i just remember like that's how you that's how you washed your hair with the shampoo right on the campground you'd sit there on the camp <laughs> you'd pour this 85 degree water in your hair out of this five gallon jug put the shampoo in it <laughs> right on the right next to the tent. That's how you camp, dude. Uh, listen, you, can, you can't see my face. You you cracked me up at the end there, but I, I'm not smiling right now because that right there. I just I just saw I just saw some cousins. So so the way that we would the, the way that our family trips usually would go was uh we my mom, my mom's side of the family would camp. So, and you know, we saw the Rocky Mountains, we saw the Smoky Mountains, we went some cool places, but I just didn't dig that. Still don't dig that. <laughs> then the Fishers, my dad's side of the family, we go with them. It was hotels. It was fun places. You had conveniences like warm right. running water. And uh, I saw some of my cousins from my mom's side of the family recently for the first time in a few years. And I was asking them, I'm like, did you remember those those family reunions where we camp and i said did you like those and they were like yeah they they're okay and i'm like 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 heating up water like he, and i was the oldest cousin that's what i said ah probably because i was the oldest cousin so that's why you know i got the most work so that's probably why i don't remember it but i do think like maybe maybe i need to get on the couch about this because like like it would be like all right you got to go heat the water to wash all the dishes so now like you, you got this pile of nasty dishes and like the wash the, the dishwash water is getting really nasty but you got to keep using it or else you got to go like warm up another you know big pot of water it's gonna take another hour i, I used to i remember i would just i would just take my wrestling newsletters and i would go to the hammock we had a hammock and i would just try and hide i would get like a sleeping bag get in the hammock and my wrestling newsletter and just like try to hide from the the camping chores. So, you know, again, I think maybe I got some, uh, some feelings I got to get out here, but that's a lot of, yeah, that's you. Hey, is it me? Is it me too? Like it, it's, it's a given. Is it me? Like every time you're going to go camp and you've got a tent, there's no question there. It's not 20%. It's not 50%. During that camp trip, a hundred percent chance it's going to rain. Guaranteed. 
<laughs> I mean, there's no doubt that you're going to get wet. You're going to have to put the fly on the tent, but then you eventually get water and humidity in your tent. It just never. It's it's a hundred percent chance. Right. You know, you, you know, hopefully L.L. Bean and, you know, whatever other companies have Coleman have perfected the ca- the, the, the camping tent by now. Yeah, but I can say I would hope t- so. But I don't think they do. I don't know if they do. I don't know. Maybe yeah. in the 1980s. I can say this. You're exactly right. It would always rain. And then the the thing was always well. Don't let anything touch the 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 edge, like the the. So, or else it'll start dripping. Yeah, so that happens. And then if you do that, then who left their sleeping bag? And you know, then you're in trouble. But then even there's only a certain amount of of moisture it can take, and then it just everything just comes in. Everything's wet. You're sleeping in a wet sleeping bag. Your socks are wet. Your your shoes are wet. Hey, hey can I go in the car and, and turn the heater on and get warm? No, we're camping. You know. So, yeah, again, as it, just as I'm talking, I'm realizing I got this pent-up resentment. I, maybe I got I to gotta figure out how to get rid of. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that summarizes my, my thinking on, on camping. So. Well, well, and the other problem with camping nowadays is you've got the, um, you've got the campsites that have uh, electricity um, or hookups, hookups right? Yeah. But, the pro- but the problem is, like, if you're going to um, stay there. You're going to spend, like, a lot of these campgrounds, these KOAs, even these state grounds, they're like 50, 60, 70 bucks a night. It's like, for that, I'm staying at a hotel, dude. <laughs> you know? I mean, seriously. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I hear you. Like, we went to, we stayed in, you know, hotels, whatever, lodges, but we went, like, to Yellowstone this past summer, and, man, it was gorgeous, by the way. But, yeah, we were talking sure. to, uh, my wife was all in, and we still might do this, but, you know, oh, we got to get an RV. Well, there was some, another family that we got talking to, one of the, you know, in the in the park, and, and they were telling us, you know, the cost of everything, you know, to, rent, oh, to yeah. rent an RV, like you said, you still got, you still have to place, have to have a place to park it, and then, you know, the gas mileage you know it's kind of like renting renting a car and sometimes you know it's got a mileage limit or whatever and and so uh yeah it was just like woo it's just like you said it's cheaper to stay in a hotel i guess you get the experience that way and you don't have to take a shower with a jug hanging from a tree in 85 degree water which that right there that's so funny that you said that because that pretty much summarized exactly how i uh my thoughts. Hey, to close to close the loop really quick, I, pre-cell phone, uh, all the way back to the Higgins Lake. If you remember, I had to leave early. I drove straight home because we were going to go back to New York City to deliver some more weight equipment. I got in the door, and my mom's all disappointed, and she says, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, uh, the guy, my boss, called and said he doesn't need you to go on this trip. But she's like, there was no way I could. I'm sorry you left early from time with your friends. I didn't have any way to get a hold of you. I mean, isn't that funny? Like that. Right? Well, that's it's just, well, that's a classic um, transition. We could kind of get into this. Uh, so, like, first of all, camping that was kind of fun when you're going with your buddies. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was different. You know, I had a good time when we did that with our buddies. We uh, we took those camping trips two summers in a row up the Higgins Lake. We did camp and tenant. It's just different when. And again, it goes back to that's independence. That was the first time you're actually acting like an adult you weren't with your parents um and we could do whatever the heck we wanted to do so those trips to me were always really fun um but anyways you talk cell phones you and i um had done that 
that trip we've talked about on a prior uh, podcast. I think it was uh, I'm trying to think. Oh man, I forget which one it was. But we've done so many now. We're going on a year now. Can you believe that? Um, but we we had taken a road trip to Chicago, and we didn't tell our parents. <laughs> and uh, we ended up calling them from a payphone, and that's when we called them collect and said, "I think we called your mom and said, hey, we're we're at the we're getting ready to go to Wrigley.'" And uh, we saw the Cubs and actually the Pirates. Uh, we saw uh, Barry Bonds live yeah. and in living color. But anyways, on the way back, I don't know if you want to tell this story, but on the way back, this is a random trip, uh, the Jim Stewart story. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because you talk, you took, you talk, you talk no phones. Uh, it, we were on our way back from Chicago, and I don't know if you kind of want to yeah. tell the story. We were going to meet him at a campground on the west side of Michigan. I think it was Ludington, Michigan. And um, I don't know if yeah, you want to take yeah, it Yeah, from I there. can do that. You, if you fill in the blanks or correct me where I'm off. But uh, yeah, just like you said, So, because I, I, I think the original intent, I think we, 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 we uh, told this story on the other podcast. The original intent was we were going to go uh, up north. And um, but instead, we said if the Cubs are in town, we'll go to Chicago, which we did. But then we still drove from Chicago up to, I think, like you said, Ludington was our destination because there was like a state park. Excuse me. Is that right? And, um, yeah, a state park right there. Uh, I think it was near the water. I want to say it was on Lake Michigan so, or yeah, close to that's it. What I, I don't that's know. what I was thinking. And so, so I had a big brother, like big brothers, big sisters, Jim Stewart. Shout out to Jim. Um, we still keep in touch. Uh, some I texted him in the last uh, few months or so, uh, but uh, he he had told us, "Hey, I'm going to be I'm going to be um, uh, camping at this this park." Uh, go to the what you call it the ranger station and and and, and find out what what yep. campsite I'm at. So he says no, no, no Jim Stewart. Of course, now they probably wouldn't even give out this information. But he says no, there's no Stewart family staying here, right? And uh, we're like, ah oh, man. So they're you know they're not at their house. So how can we call them? I still remember their uh, phone number actually. And um and so what are we gonna do? So then as here's what I remember. We just kind of give up on getting to hook up with Jim and his family, and we uh, we start just down the road to find a hotel. Is that how you remember it? Um, I don't. We didn't stay at a hotel. <laughs> okay, I yet. Well, we did, but yes. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, all right, 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 right. So right, so we we say yeah because we we got we spent all our money on this expensive South uh, South Chicago hotel in uh, in Cubs tickets. So we uh, we said well we're going to spend the night at a rest area. This is this is correct, it is right? Correct. Oh, so how do you, how do we explain this? I here's how I remember is I had the Chevy Celebrity, right? We've talked about that. I dug up a picture and I sent it to you actually. So uh, uh, Chevy Celebrity had uh, had bench front and back seat. So as I remember, you're in the back seat uh, and I, I'm laying in the front. Right? Correct. Uh, pretty sure doors unlocked, windows down. I think my feet are sticking out the window. Gary, definitely at six foot eleven, whatever you are, uh, you had your feet out the no, window. No, my doors, my, my and, windows were shut. Yours were open. Oh, oh well, you know that. See, you would need um, for being scrunched up, sleeping in that back seat at six foot eleven. You would need the next morning some horse liniment. Liniment, yes. Where which you can get at, which you can get at Dayfos. 
which you can get at Dayfo's M24 in Oxford, Michigan. Um, I, there, however, was going to uh, wake up uh, nice and spry because I had my window open, feet sticking out, yep. all s- stretched out. And uh, suddenly, I don't think, were we sleeping yet? I don't think we were sleeping. Absolutely we're not. Okay, we were okay. not sleeping. And uh, so a another, uh, I'll just say another person, Approached the car um, was uh, for specific reasons. We won't go into the detail, but uh, we, but meant, meant no harm to us, meant no harm, but we were freaked out. Right. So we're, and I still remember you. Here's what I remember. I think you, you either had your glasses off or you had them Ron, Ron Wood style. Ron, I, had all, I had them off, but then I had them Ron Wood style, which would have been crooked over my nose. That's like right. on, yeah. the edge of my, on the edge of my nose when I grabbed them, cause I couldn't see, <laughs> I had to put the glasses on, but they were like all crooked. Cause I remember you, your your dad is like, your dad is like the star of this podcast of this episode. He is, yeah, yeah. yeah. So so I so you put the. I don't think, the, he's, a, I don't think, he, I don't think he's a listener. Ah oh, man, so he's a listener of many podcasts, just not ours, though, right? Right. He's just yes. a podcast. He can't get enough podcasts, you know. Yeah. Any 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 man who is doing fantasy football in the eighties is going to be a man of the future. So certainly, <laughs> podcasts are his game right. in twenty nineteen. Um. Or maybe he's already been through podcasts. They're no longer cool for him. Not sure, but so so you put your right. glasses back on, Mister Wood, Ron Wood style, and you say, "Get out of here, buddy!" And we're, we're freaking out. And so again, I don't know. We I guess we probably had. Let's say we have a hundred and thirty dollars. We we still got like two or three days left. We a hundred and thirty dollars to our you know cash or something. And so, but we, we, we bolt out of that rest area. So then, then we, yes, we did find a hotel. Cause I remember, you know, it's the old Northern Michigan, you know, one story motel kind of job. And oh, um, yeah. we had to like knock on the window or ring the bell and the, probably, I guess the owner comes out of her bedroom, you know, half asleep and, uh, in her pajamas, in her pajamas and gives us the last room. And a robe. <laughs> How do you remember all this? <laughs> I might be embellishing. I don't know. And, and yeah, gives us uh, her, her last room or whatever, and takes takes the uh, you know the rest of our money just about because uh, I do remember I had a credit card with a three hundred dollar limit that I, I used uh, later in the trip because that was like my. It was kind of like planes, trains, and automobiles. Is like, will you take a nice watch? <laughs> <laughs> we were uh, yeah. We I don't know. It was that the last night or do we? It, it, and let's and let's throw it out there too. This was not the first rest stop we had slept in this trip no it was not. yeah so we had no. we had been successful on other evenings without uh interrupted as far as i remember with uh, door doors unlocked and windows down on that one too but uh we were not uh, not disturbed but uh yeah, no. so, yeah we went to the i remember going down to the uh, birch run uh outlet malls on the way on the way back home and uh that's where i remember using my we did yeah, yeah well, that was what i that was freshman year of college that was like my winter coat and all that stuff was i had that winter coat for years man i bet i had was that, that london was that london fog you hit it man right on the how you remember this stuff that's right i, I mean i bet remember when remember when i i bet i had that coat until 15 years ago or something i think that replaced the the wrestlemania satin jacket yeah it was stolen stolen from me man I could sell that thing on eBay. I sold the hat on eBay. I think I mentioned that. The silk hat I bought with the silk coat. And I still have the shirt. I had, so. a, I had a Harlem Globetrotters satin hat. Oh, yeah. 
They're still around, right? The, the, the oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, they were played. Uh, played. They we met them. We met them at Kings Island last year. They had a little. <laughs> one of the, they had one of those little exhibitions. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're running. We're running against time here. Yeah. I mean, it's like I, I, we, I. It's funny. We well, we spent half hour talking about Guns and Roses and uh, half hour uh, horse liniment and Coach Rowley. So you know, we're we're. We're really only talking about, I guess, twenty minutes about uh, vacations, but uh, we are. But there's so many, man, and like, uh, like you said, up those up north trips um, were just a ton of fun. One of the best trips I ever was on growing up, though, was uh, it was it was really cool. Is uh, you talk about West, but like we stayed hotel, but it was just my dad and my uh, grandfather, my dad's dad. Yeah, uh, we we did a we did a trip. Um, it would have been before, I think it was between their seventh and eighth grade or eighth and ninth grade. And, um, uh, we just did an out West trip. We just went from state to state, mm. we went to the Dakotas, the Badlands, yep, Mount yep. Rushmore, went up through Cody, Wyoming, uh, saw a, ro- a rodeo. <laughs> I remember we stopped through Salt Lake city. Um, we didn't make it to California with the grand Canyon back up through Denver on the way home. So it was really cool. I mean, we saw a ton in about 10, 11 days. It was just like, but it was a really, my grandpa really enjoyed it, but I still remember. It's one of those trips you always remember, you know, it's just a, there's so much. I know you just kind of did that on your uh, way back, you know, from, uh, from the weddings and stuff, but there's just so much out there, you know. Yeah, in the West. It, yeah, I mean, beautiful. You, you can't really can't see it other than in a, a car or you know an RV or something. Right. And uh, yeah, and yeah, j- I, let's 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 face it, Mount Rushmore, you know, the monument hasn't changed. I think the visitor center, whatever that stuff is, but uh, you know, the uh, what's the dr- wall drug right out there, like those oh, yeah, wall drug. Yeah, we went there. Free ice water. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that stuff hasn't changed. The scenery, of course, the Badlands, everything is beautiful. And, and that was we loved it my you know i i think i said on season one or season two episode one but you know my 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 wife first my mom took the kids out there all the way out and then i came back with them but uh even all the way out man they loved it they had an absolute ball and they saw you know dinosaur national park they hit salt lake city boise uh, idaho omaha nebraska and then on the way back we took the further up route and so um yeah it was just uh I, I, my, I guess my point there is probably not my kids experience is probably very similar to what you just described. And we took a trip like that when I was a kid out to the Rocky mountains. And I still remember it too. I remember used to, uh, I still probably have some of my, uh, my bins of boxes. Like when you would go on those trips, I remember getting postcards from you. <laughs> oh, that's so funny you mentioned that because I had just, again, I was going through bins, right? And uh, I just, I, I, my mom saved every postcard and card and birthday card. All this. So I have all that stuff organized by year and whatever. And um, man, that was, see, that was a thing. It was just like you had the postcard. Where the th- it was a thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, so with with when we went on vacation, you like you know, hey, you want breakfast? Yep. But did you finish your postcards? Nope. Well, you can't eat breakfast until you get your postcards <laughs> in the mailbox. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't an option. It was it, like we do that. We tell our kids, oh, let's send someone a postcard. We buy the postcards. You know, we'll buy the stamps and whatever. And then you know, some we get back home. We're like, oh yeah, here are those postcards and stamps. I guess we forgot about those. Well, again, you think about it. it it's just times are different, right? Like if you show that to like your kids now, right? Like our kids. I mean, you think about it, it's really like an inconvenience. <laughs> <laughs> think about it. 
first of all, I got to buy the postcards, right? Then I got to, I got to, I got to, I got to have them fill them out, right? But, and then I got to go buy stamps, yeah. <laughs> you know, and drop it off. Come on. It's a pain. I can't even get, I can't even send anything in the mail here without it. Like you ever, you ever try to mail something now? Like you, you, you. I, I, I do. First of all, I do all my payments electronically. Pretty. I don't know oh, if yeah. you do. And like, second of all, it's like, yeah, it's, it's kind of like I, I honestly haven't had checks for like three years. And finally, it was just got to a point where it's like, this is a pain, man. I need to have checks for like certain yep. things. Cause, but even like, um, like just like that, it's like, uh, there's a a person we owe like ten bucks for for a shirt that we got for uh, Addison's volleyball. And Leah keeps sending me, you gonna send it to her? I'm like, I can't even get a $10 check in the mail. I finally emailed the lady. She hasn't responded yet. I said, can I just Venmo yeah. this to you? If you want me to mail you a check, I can. But it's just an inconvenience to go to the mailbox, dude. When we moved into our house here in Oregon, we uh, it's, uh, it's a, a mailbox with – in Ohio, it was like the mailbox was up on our, our porch. It's like an old old house like that. Here, yeah, it, here's right. more like what we had in Oxford uh, where on the road there's a mailbox. Uh, they have locks on them here. I'm not sure why. But it's got a flag on the side. So I, I said I got to mail something, right? Just like you said, doesn't happen often. And, and my wife's like, I don't think they, they pick the mail up. I said, why do I have a flag and what's the mailman doing if he doesn't pick up my, my letter? Sure enough, it like sat in there for two or three days. And finally, I just took it to the blue blue mailbox, you know? Right. I just, it still boggles right. my mind. Like, but what am I going to do? You know, right to the, right to the post office. You, you go on USPS. <laughs> and, and not, and not to mention, you know, I mean, the post office is finding, oh, let's get some of the post office discussion i don't know but it's like you know think about it, like the price of stamps now it's it's up to 55 cents <laughs> it's like what a hassle <laughs> you know i think about it, if i'm gonna go buy a book of stamps i'm gonna drop you know 15 20 bucks it's like when am i gonna use these stamps and then i'm gonna end up losing them because they're gonna get lost in a junk drawer you remember when stamps for 20 cents <laughs> remember when <laughs> Yeah, no, it's funny. Oh, man. Well, uh, oh. Rock and roll for life. Whoa, is that our cue up for our uh, new segment? Let's do it. Rock and roll for life. I think we've talked enough about trips. Let's get into our uh, bands of the week. What do you got, buddy? Yeah, so I wanted to talk a little bit about a band that I, I know I've talked about my air my Apple uh, Music and and Spotify playlists that I find new music on, and I know uh, that that's how I first found that uh, this band, and in fact this song that I'll, I'll play here in a minute. Uh, the band is called the Picture Books, and uh, they're from uh, from Germany, outside of of Dusseldorf, um, which I didn't know. Um, their Wikipedia page is only in German. Um, so I don't think they've necessarily broken through in the U S uh, yet, but the, uh, the, uh, the singer and guitarist name is Finn Grab, Grabke, who I guess is the son of some famous German skateboarder. So I 
I think other than Tony Hawk, I can't name any, any skateboarders in the States, let alone Germany, but, um, it's a really, real cool, cool band. They, um, I don't know if you remember my next door neighbor, Mr. Linford growing up, he was, uh, yes. he was from, he was from Dusseldorf and, uh, still to this day, I, there, the, the band is from outside of Dusseldorf, but still, I remember to this he always day, had that, that chocolate. Oh yeah. That's what I was, was going to say is that, I, that, that, that wasn't the best chocolate. What? Dude. It was like German chocolate he had. Well, I was not a fan of it, dude. Okay, so now now we're going to disagree to disagree because uh, I was going to say I still love the uh, the German sweets from him. You know, anything German. J- Jody's even made some Christmas time, some of the gingerbread. I f- fuffle new. I forget, but oh, still love that stuff. I've been over, uh, you know, out to. Huh? Wait, one more, one more. Remember when before we get into your band, the chocolate, and you're talking holidays, Christmas. Do you still make your grandma's green cookies? Oh, dude, that's so funny. How do you remember this stuff? The the short answer is yes. Well, there's a, there's a there's a very there's a, there's kind of a, a a gross reason I I remember these. Oh, the second time around when you'd see it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because yeah, they. So it's funny. Maybe it might be a little. Maybe a little bit of the green food color. Yeah, maybe. I yeah. don't know. Well, that's a small price to pay, in my opinion, because I love those. What they are, and my mom. Yes, to answer your question, yes, my grandma would make them. My mom still makes them every year to this day. At times, uh, my family is like hit them from me because I'll just eat them all like the day she gets here. So they're, uh, I, I love rice krispies as an example. And they're similar. Uh, they're cornflakes and, uh, you know, marshmallows and butter and vanilla, whatever. And then you, uh, like you said, green food coloring and you make them into these little clumps of holly. And then you put like two or three cinnamon. What are those little cinnamon, uh, yeah, like so the, the, the little balls, yeah, what, the little, like, uh, the, uh, Oh yeah, they they come out they come out like pellets, yeah. like little nerds. Yeah, but they're cinnamon. We'll call them cinnamon yeah, cinnamon nerd pellets, and uh, yeah. and so oh yeah, I love those things. Oh, they're so good, so full of sugar and just uh, just delicious. So uh, yeah, uh, well, and Fisher, of course, you know, German last name, and then my mom's side has a lot of German in him. So anyway, yeah, Mister Linford was uh, he was I learned a lot from him. He was a good good neighbor in in many ways and uh yeah i love the german love the german food from him so uh so the the picture books uh started uh it sounds like their first album was it sounds like they got started or, or got famous in the berlin music scene and then uh their first album came out in 2009 or i think as frau scheibler taught us was uh is five thousand und neun and uh, so good, good music, pretty, pretty straightforward. David Hasselhoff. <laughs> Hasselhoff. Oh, man, I still like if I if somebody speaks German, I have a co-worker who grew up in Germany. Like my German's not very good, but I love speaking German. Did you take did you take German in? Remember when did you take German in high school? With Frau Schabla? Yeah, did. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I was your... German one and German two. I just wasn't in your class. Yeah, how does that work? What was your what was your German name? Stefan. Stefan, okay. I was I was Fritz. You can probably guess where I got Fritz from. Right, right. Yeah, Fritz. Fritz, maybe, Fritz maybe, von Erich. Maybe, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the famous von Erich family. Fritz von Erich, and uh, then uh, of course Dafo and Fader were Hans and Franz. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Uh, and Dafo got Frau Scheibler to uh, to uh, play the Scorpions in German class one time, which we said was a was a big victory. Um, so 
But if uh, Frau Scheibler, I know she retired because I think she retired while we were still in high school, I believe. But uh, if she were still teaching, uh, she may, instead of the Scorpions, may have played the picture books. And this is a song called I Need That Ooh from the album Home is a Heartache. I'm going to play here really quick. I like. So I like there that. we are, the German, the German rock picture books. Yeah, very, very pretty straight ahead blues, blues based rock with, uh, I would say, a chanty tendency. Yeah. If that makes any sense, these kind of these kind of chants uh, and uh, you know some harmonies with that. So good, good sounds. Five five albums or so. I've not dug really deep into their catalog. At least a couple of the albums I've listened to a few times. And hey, before you get into your pick, uh, I'd like to say the. Um, the gypsies gasoline gypsies that you talked about on the yeah. last episode we were texting a little bit man i listened to them uh, uh over the last uh, week or two and man they're they've got some great stuff i, I uh i'm surprised yeah, i'm surprised they haven't broken out more than they they have because it is good sounding stuff that in their their, their ep or whatever sounds really well produced yeah no i know i mean they've got a yeah, it no. doesn't sound – yeah, I mean, and they're just a local deal. I don't think they've gotten out of the state of Michigan. I don't know. But uh, anyways, I, yeah, well, I don't know. But anyways, yeah. I'll get into uh, to mine here. Uh, it's a band out of L.A., um, only a couple years old, um, 2017. Um, he, here's the thing. And so some people listening may have heard of them because, um, believe it or not, they um, – the single I'm going to uh, play a quick uh, – tidbit uh from uh was actually uh top of the charts on the mainstream the, the billboard mainstream rock songs so it, it actually supposedly is the first unsigned band ever to hit number one in that chart so mm-hmm. I, they are getting a little bit of airplay um here we go this is the band called dirty honey i have to give mm-hmm. my uh my brother Credit for this one as well. He he let me know about Gasly mm. Gypsies. He was letting me know about this band here as well. Uh, this is a little clip here. Uh, I'm going to play here. They've actually, and I'd read up on this, and you told me they have opened for GNR. Uh, they, they've yeah. opened for sweet. Yeah, they opened actually in Grand Rapids. They opened for the Who. Wow. And um, also Skillet, a band you and I both uh, enjoy. They've opened for Skillet. So. Here we are. This is uh, a little tidbit here, a little piece of When I'm Gone from Dirty Honey. How do you think of them? Oh yeah, well we've been we've been texting about them and they're yeah thanks because I I knew of them but hadn't listened to them and you said something and oh yeah that that song and that album what well, do they just have the one EP yeah. is that right and then like a single or something at least on yeah, yeah. just an EP uh, yep exactly but again all this stuff you could find on Spotify Apple Music you know and and again uh, kind of like the saying you know uh, 
rock and roll for life. The idea behind this is to just kind of throw out there some new bands that are making things happen. Um, there is rock and roll out there. You got to find it. But the cool thing with these streaming services, man, is, you know, I've been, I'll tell you what, I, I never, you know, like satellite radio, I think is good, but there's limitations on what they'll play. Sure. Um, I don't, you know, but you know, with these streaming services, man, you can put anything you want. And like you talked about a little bit, just the, um, the, uh, the AI that's built into these, uh, stations, you know, you could put in, uh, you know, dirty honey and it'll be dirty honey radio. So you might get some like artists right. and find some stuff that you didn't know before. It's just, it's just, there's so much out there available to us that, um, you can really discover a lot of cool stuff, man. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. It's, I mean, you've got to commit, but once you do, like you're saying with the recommendation engines out there, it's, it's, it's really pretty much, uh, put just placed in front of you nowadays and it, they're, they're, the algorithms are getting better and better. And it's, it's, it's fun. It's fun exploring. You know, I don't know if I'd mentioned before, um, I had a chance to see, uh, Tom Kiefer. I know we talked a little bit, uh, mm. a few weeks ago, um, and I got to tell you, I know you and I talked and it's kind of grown on you. Tom Kiefer's last two solo albums, they're yep. good, man. His latest rise. And then um, uh, I think the one before was The Way Life Goes. That was in 2017. Yep. But his band is so mm -hmm. good. I mean, like we talked about Cinderella being kind of a bluesy rock band. But the this band he's got now, um, they're just they're just crisp, man. It's just clean. Mm -hmm. It's it's a great sound, and and if you want just some good rock um, from a, a classic artist, he's pushing sixty. Man, he's got two really good albums, man. Don't you agree? Oh, oh yeah, like yeah. The, the first album I loved immediately. Saw yeah. him on tour under that, and then uh, the the second one took a little while to grow on me. But oh yeah, it's great. In fact, uh, funny video. I was just just today I watched. Uh, I forget what song it is. Video off his new album. Um, which was, it was, was good. It was like, you know, like a real music video. And then I also watched, I talk about again, recommendation engines, right. And just going down the rabbit trail. Um, it was uh Tom key for Wikipedia fact or fiction. And I had never seen this, but they basically get a celebrity in and they read things off their Wikipedia page and ask them if it's true or not. <laughs> Pretty oh, wow. entertaining. That's cool. And he just re reinforces what a cool guy he seems like. He actually talked to, he talked at length on the whole Bon Jovi uh, story. And he, okay. he said yeah. actually Gene Simmons. Right. He actually said Gene, Gene Simmons uh, found Cinderella. I read that. Uh, but never – yeah, nothing really came of it. And then um, I thought he was pretty fair. He was like, well, here was John Bon Jovi's part in it. And he had a part, but he's like, it's not maybe as big as people think. Um, but he's like, he's talking about John Bon Jovi just kind of coming in the back of some, uh, you know, some venue where they were playing. And he's like, we knew Runaway was a big MTV hit at that time. So we knew who had just walked in the door. But he said, you know, it wasn't like he, right. he was the only only person aware of us or whatever. Yeah, I'm really on this 80s rock kick right now. Um, he is actually coming back in February. He's coming to Bogarts. Yeah. I'm gonna come. Yeah. See, I'm gonna go see him at Bogarts, and then um, here, here's two for you. Uh, in two weeks, uh, I'm strongly considering going to see Winger. Uh, yeah, he's <laughs> and uh, and uh, and then in uh, uh, December, uh, Jack Russell's Great White will be here. And I don't know if you've seen him. I know he's had some physical uh, ailments yeah. over the years. Um, I think his voice is pretty good still. I, I don't know, but I, I think it's just he's a little limited on the front man 
end of it because I think he's just you know he's he's I heard he's been walking with a cane in, in years mm-hmm. past. He broke you know he I think he had broke some hip or vertebrae. He just had a lot of tough times over the last few years. But I I, I enjoy Great White man. I, I I they had a lot of great hits. You know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Same uh, Alan Niven, same manager as Guns N' Roses, first uh, first uh, manager. But uh, yeah, and of course, everything they've gone through is you know, sure, you know, you know it's with the Rhode Island and whatnot, just a terrible, oh, yeah. terrible tragedy. So yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, that'd be a good show. I'm kind of jealous of that Kiefer's coming back again because I really want to see him again, especially with this new album out. But uh, I, I look, nothing coming up in uh, nothing coming up in Oregon. It's weird. Some of these bands, they kind of stick to geographic parts. You know, I mean, some of them you might see them mostly on the West Coast. Some you'll see them maybe in the East Coast. But I don't know. You know, I I, I think they sometimes just kind of stick to a certain geography, you know? Yeah, I think I think so. Well, I, I don't know this, but if Kiefer, you know, plays more, you know, if, if Pennsylvania, a, you know, he lives in Nashville, actually. But so right. but so if Nashville's home and then certainly uh roots in pennsylvania i would think fans going back for whatever 30 30 years now or whatever so uh yeah yeah it's uh, we were talking about some of the routing i think we were talking about dirty honey and i was saying yeah they're coming up as far as north as sacramento and i i find that that's uh you know some bands will go up la uh you know san francisco sacramento and then that's as far they don't make it to portland but you know, a lot of bands do and then of course if they're hitting portland they're hitting uh, oftentimes seattle and and uh and uh and uh, Vancouver and whatnot, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. That's I've always been interesting how that routing. It's hey, it's, it's it's expensive. I mean, even if you're in a van, it's it's just just expensive to to travel around. Oh yeah, no question. Well, good. All right, it was another fun show, man. Uh, till next time, everyone. We will see you at Remember When. This podcast features a song, Take the Lead, by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License.